There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I just I want you to know that we are not in the same room. We are practicing our social distancing. That is correct. If it wasn't obvious by the different audio setup that you may be experiencing tonight, this morning, whenever you listen to this, fine production yeah I, th- I think it's gonna it's gonna turn out great it's gonna be we'll, um yeah we'll talk a little bit we'll see see how everyone's doing we've we heard from a couple of y'all before we hit record so i made the joke with jackson of ramblin raiders i i've been going back and forth with, with him for a little bit the past couple of days and i said you know we're, we'll probably be recording again here pretty soon uh and it'll probably be a short episode and i was like you know what every time i say that though we end up recording pretty long, so. <laughs> this one, yeah, I, I don't even want to say. I don't even want to say if this one's actually going to finally be a short one or not because I know better. We shall see. All right. Um, well, I, I guess just I guess for context, let's just start there. Today's March twenty fifth. It's been two weeks since we've recorded. Um, it feels like that was a long time ago. A lot has yeah, changed. <laughs> I think it was the day after we recorded. So two weeks ago today, uh, what was that? That would have been the 11th um, when things started to really get interesting in terms of the the coronavirus. Yeah, I think the... And we were so... NBA season canceled, you know, a day or two after that. And March Madness was... Uh, postponed at first um tech basketball was warming up on thursday morning to play ut and that got canceled during the warm-up and here we are now with uh, a lot of other cancellations and i mean call an overreaction if you want but it seems like it was probably the best thing to do See and but and it's just not it's just not easy. It's not an easy situation for anybody to be in, and it's unprecedented. Yeah, right. When I think about the the stance I had probably two weeks ago, that it was probably this is a lot of overreaction. This is a lot of stuff for what's basically the flu. Um, I feel like I've learned so much since then. <laughs> I think most all of us have. I've 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 become internet certified in epidemiology. Um, congratulations and infectious disease. Thank you. I'm a, I'm a PhD of, of Facebook university. Um, no, I'm kidding. I, I don't, I don't subscribe to any of that kind of nonsense. I, I do think that I, I was 
way more, um, how would you say, I was dismissive of it, of the whole medical pandemic and emergency that, that we find ourselves in now, two weeks ago than, than I am today. Um, yeah, so since the Monday of that week that we recorded, I have worked every day since. And and that's not like saying a whole lot to people that are used to working seven days a week, but like 17 days in a row without a break is kind of like, it's a drag, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see that, especially when you had to do how many of those days at home? Most, most of them. So I started at home all of last week. So that was spring break for, for our son. His childcare fell through, but that's about the time everything started to get a little hairy anyways. Like it was the, so it was the Thursday after we recorded when everything kind of hit the fan Wednesday night, Thursday. Um, and then that weekend it started to pick up a little bit and we were, we were getting, uh, you know, all hands on, on deck basically, um, that weekend here in Lubbock. And then, you know, I, I worked that weekend and then we stayed home or I stayed home with, with, with Grayson for his spring break. Uh, Samantha was still working at the hospital and then um, through all of that week, she was pushing her manager like, Hey, Hey, how can we get me set up to work from home? Um, And then that was all of last week. And then she got set up. She brought her computer home and got her whole setup. She, she took over the office, the guest room converted her little office space. And, and we've been working from home together now for three days, but I've also worked the two previous weekends so it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's been interesting. So of those 17, uh, 12 of those have been from home. Oh man. Yeah. We're, we're not there yet. Uh, we are considered essential. So we're, our doors are still open. We're still actively going into the office, but that could change. Uh, they're talking about trying to reduce this, the amount of people in the office, send as many home as they can. Mm-hmm. They can't send everybody. Uh, there's just not, we don't have the equipment to do that and or the ability for people to work from home with the kind of files that we have to work with. So it's, it's a bit of a, it's a bit of an issue, but I think they're working through it and we'll see where I end up next week. I may be at home. I may be in the office or it may be a week to week thing. We might kind of trade out. <laughs> yeah. It's this working from home. One, uh, out of necessity to watch Grayson for the first week. And now from necessity of everybody is basically told if you're, if you're not involved in direct patient care at the hospital, which I'm not, and, and neither is Samantha, that uh, you should find a way to do what you do from home. Or if you can't um, to volunteer and, and get your hours elsewhere at the hospital doing other things. Um, so that's where, that's where we find ourselves. That, that that should hopefully set the stage for this uh, unprecedented podcast. Yeah, interesting can, times. Interesting times. Um, you know, and, and I, I hate to promote the, the Twitter and everything because I've been almost completely just hands-off for two and a half weeks because of just everything work-related has just consumed all of my my attention and time. But Michael's still on there. H- had some... Interesting discussions um, between Rob Bro and Travis, the burrito taco 
breakfast burrito versus breakfast taco debate. Just the never ending flared up again. There's there's so much to dissect there. Um, but if if you want to want to be involved in some of those conversations, you can follow the show at twenty three personnel, or myself at punts suck, and then Michael's at Michael underscore LBK. You can find us on the Instagram. We've been pretty quiet there since um, there haven't been any sports. <laughs> there haven't hasn't been anything to to touch. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. John, to, to show graphically um, since our last episode, but we'll, we'll, be, we'll be still active there. Um, Instagram, at 23 Personnel Podcast. And then finally, if you, um, if you find your, your casual closet lacking with all the time you've been spending at home, Pick up a 23 personnel t-shirt. Teespring.com slash stores 23 personnel podcast. Um, I guess let's start with, with a few updates that we, we had from the last episode in terms of where the show was or going before we jump into anything sports related. We were um, talking about bringing on some guests. Um, that's probably going to be on hold. Until we can kind of figure yeah. out what's what's going on. Um, I mean, we talked about looking at um, people that covered the the NBA draft, um, which is still relevant. We just don't know when that may be. You know, if, if the if the draft gets moved, we can talk about baseball uh, with Keith. Um, although baseball hasn't played a game since we last recorded, um, so I guess their final game was at Mississippi State. I, yep. I believe um, it was anyway. So there's, there, there are people we can talk to and we can still bring you uh, 23 personnel content. We just don't have any active sports seasons to cover in the spring, which is strange, but um, still lots of great things over on staking the planes. Um, our guys over there um, have, pivoted to help continue to bring you all kinds of fantastic Texas tech content, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about tonight on the show, but definitely don't forget staking the plane, Seth, Keith, bullies of Broadway, Kyle, Michael, Dan, Michael, myself. We're all, all over there. And Brian. 
And Brian, I see. I knew. I knew if I was going to list them all off, I was going to miss. I know, them. man. I thought, man, that's risky. That's risky to to, to go had... for it. So I was I was over here trying to tally up. Died, and I missed Brian. Dang it. Sorry, Brian. BDC. Um. Yeah. So before I guess before we we jump into um. To talking about basketball, which which we'll do. We'll talk basketball, baseball, and 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 football. Um. We're gonna hit you with a little bit of uh. Of sports, but before we get there, we know that a lot of things have been kind of put on hold with everything that's going on in the world. Business is still pushing ahead as it can, and we all know the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role and fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability, LinkedIn tools beyond the work skills, looks beyond the work skills, and puts your job posts in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire people with skills, qualifications and other interests that will help your business grow. It's a no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn jobs, the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. Michael, you ever do any yeah, yes. uh, job searching on LinkedIn before? Uh, no, I've, I've been contacted. I've been contacted by recruiters on LinkedIn before. And I bet they were using LinkedIn jobs, man. They're reaching out to you, finding the right candidates. And you would have been a perfect candidate, I assume, for all. All kinds of engineering, sure, positions. Yes, worldwide. <laughs> All right, um, let's 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 do basketball first, um, and then do baseball and football after that. Here comes Stevenson. Spins. over the top of Bowman, get a ground strip by Owens, ready on the run, bounce pass, here's Culver! Evans, yes! Game over! Mooney with a crossover and the lob to Owens! Now the shot clock is at three, Mooney spins, fires, oh, he got it to go! Edwards with a three, good! What a shot, Kyler Edwards! Ready, double, into Tariq, Owens who puts it down! Already, Odiasi throws it in. Got clock down to five. Got the screen. Here's a three. Good. Culver got the separation. Oh, big shot. Stepping up big time. Dagger. Culver with the dish. Odiasi and one. He can tie it at the line. That's it. There's a new member of the Final Four club. Man, it's going to be weird. 
not to hear any of that this this now. <laughs> you know, we would be in the middle of the NCAA tournament between I guess yeah after round one, getting ready for a second. Yeah, there weekend. would be there would be games tomorrow night, right? I guess yeah, there would be, be games on Thursday. Be heading into the second round, going from thirty-two to sixteen. Texas Tech, of course, sure to be in the mix of all that. Anyways, I I I felt that we should still play the the highlight transition music since it'll be something that we'll be lacking, I guess, for quite some time. And you know, right when everything was going down, they were talking about playing a lot of these games and tournaments um, to empty arenas, and I was like, dude, that's gonna be so weird to have like ten people in the background. Yeah, good job on like a like a lob dunk to go up three with you know five seconds to go and just light applause in the background it's golf clap i think you i think you saw the same thing i did but someone put a, a video together and i forget which championship game it was but it was a couple years ago and it was one of the crazy ones it was and, gonzaga and um or no no it was villanova yes and they put it was that last second three it was a game-winning shot the game-winning shot, last second three, and it was just like a smattering of applause in the background. It was yeah, completely it was, silent. It was like linked up with some like practice audio. <laughs> Maybe. Some yeah. guys like in the background, hey man, it's a good shot. It's just everybody's everybody's parents clapping. Yeah. Um, yeah, so basketball was, was the first sport to really get hit with it. I think it was that Wednesday night after we recorded two weeks ago that um, – the Jazz uh, and Rockets game got canceled minutes before it was supposed to get started. Um, they had a couple players not come to the game. They were feeling ill. Um, they ended up testing positive. And then kind of from like it was Wednesday night into Thursday, like it was a snowball domino effect. Games, tournaments, seasons were being Tom Hanks. <laughs> Everything was being postponed at, at that point. Basketball, I think, was first because of that the NBA game, the the Jazz Rockets game, which is it'll be interesting to go back and like in history, like that. That's when all the sports stopped. Yeah, was that Wednesday night with that game? Um. So yeah, basketball was first to go. Uh, you mentioned earlier Texas Tech was warming up on the court Thursday morning to take on Texas in the Big 12 tournament. Um, minutes before that game was was set to to tip off, they got pulled off the court. Big 12 said, well, we're going to postpone the, the tournament and evaluate. And since then, it said, you know what? We're, um, we're not going to play. We're not going to finish the winter sports. We're not going to play the spring sports. So... Just, it was just like, like a really weird snowball effect that started with basketball. Um, and and like one of those those things that you don't really consider until like you kind of lean back and reflect on it. Like, okay, so like the basketball season's done. Like Chris Beard and his team, his season ended before they got to play a single game in the Big 12 tournament, let alone going you know on any any kind of – NCAA tournament run and bullies of Broadway actually put up a post about this on staking the planes about 
how difficult that must have been for Chris Beard and that this may be one of his first times to feel regret, right? Uh, he, right. He says in the post, you know, a lot of seasons, like basically every season, unless you, you win the championship, ends on a loss. But like you, you can move past that. You can kind of understand like, you know, you you performed, you competed, you can kind of go back and say, you know, we did or didn't play our best game and here's here's what we could have done better and here's where we can build on that. But this is like they didn't even get a chance. Um, anyways, it was a really interesting read. Um, Bullies of Broadway has brought a lot of great content to Staking the Plains. He hit the ground running. That was one of his piece, pieces. And then he, he kind of pivoted from there, uh, sticking with basketball, and says, and it just looks at Chris Beard, how he... Um, he has and probably will continue to win the spring. Um, it was more talking about his roster management abilities, his skills to define the transfers and to massage the, the roster and scholarship numbers to get the next team at Texas Tech over the summer. Um, and there's there are a lot of questions going in, into this, this summer and spring. One, I think, has to be answered from the NCAA is, who, if anybody, gets any eligibility back for this season. Um, I don't know if that would apply to basketball since they had essentially completed the season before going into their postseason play, um, where, whereas they're having those same kind of conversation with, with like baseball and softball and other spring sports. But, like, okay, so does that – eligibility consideration extend to basketball if it doesn't who then is going to move on to the NBA or who graduates and how many spots are we going to fill for the fall um, assuming this doesn't hang over the summer and 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 on into the fall um, I mean because right now like we're, we're in the midst of it we're still seeing more positive cases every success every successive day mean we haven't quite hit the peak of it yet i mean no it, it's it's only march it's the end of march but like this thing could continue on in a very similar path for quite some time or it could peak level off and kind of everybody kind of resumes normal activities over the summer no way to know and it's just like one of those things where all of the basketball coaches are in, are, are in the same boat right I I would feel confident in Chris Beard's ability to manage his way through this because of what he's done before, um, pulling in and changing his roster over. You know, last season this year he only had the three returning players. Um. So, Michael, uh, let me stop there because I've been talking for a while. What do you? What are your? What are some of your thoughts on Beard's roster management? skills and abilities and how you might see the rest of this spring and summer play out. I think that he's going to be hampered with the same thing everyone else is hampered by. You know, obviously they can't go visit a guy like Mooney and, you know, chill on his couch and talk to him about basketball and talk to him about convince him to come play in West Texas. You know, they, they can't go do that kind of same thing that they were able to do. He, he can't uh, 
kind of reveal that part of himself to players as easily. I'm sure there's ways to work around it, like we're doing right now. There's video chats. There's all sorts of stuff like that. But the only good thing about that is that every other coach in the country is facing a similar situation. They can't hop on a plane necessarily and go visit a recruit out in you know, California or Kentucky or wherever. They have to deal with things differently. Um, I think the evaluation is going to be more difficult mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm sure that some of the players he would go after may have been guys that uh, – kind of made a little bit of noise in the tournament that may be looking for another home or maybe grad students. There is a chance that, you know, this could affect who stays and who goes, just like you said. So that may change, that may change his plans too. Uh, and Tom Boy, we have to assume maybe, hopefully, possibly we'll, we'll finally get to play next year, but it's, I mean, I think he's got a good plan, but it's going to be just a lot different than what he's had to do before, even though that uh, last year he had to overcome so much with just three returning guys. Yeah, I mean, my biggest question is just like, what is who on this team currently will be here next year, right? And, and, And that was a question we had long before any of this um, this virus stuff broke out, but you know, is, is Ramsey still here? Is Shannon still here? Does Moretti decide to go pro? <clears throat> um, we know Chris Clark's going to be gone. Um, we know TJ Holyfield's going to be gone. Do guys like Russell Chewa and, uh, and Tomboy and Tyreek Smith, those last two registered, do they stay here? Or does Beard say, you know, I, I, I think we've we've found you a, a more lucrative spot at a different team. I don't know. Um, and it's it's going to be one of those things where it's it was going to be interesting to follow anyways. Um, but now I think to your point about the evaluations, it's like it's more difficult, but everybody is in that same boat. Um I know he mentioned it uh, sometime this spring that his recruiting and evaluation period last year was actually as short as it could have been because he was still playing into April. That's like, right. Yeah, he he was behind the curve because I mean it was just a, it was just he and Virginia, right? That yeah. those last two teams playing, the last two teams to turn him back around, shore up their roster for the next season, and then hit, hit the road recruiting. Whereas if you didn't make the tournament or if you had dropped out earlier, you had an extra week or two or month or whatever. So, you know, he's been out recruit or he's had the opportunity. I don't know what his schedules looked like. You know, he may be on a break. You know, he may just be chilling at home with his, his fiance and his daughters or I don't know. Um, hard to imagine a guy like Beard sitting still for too long and like, orders to to not be in public to not be <laughs> traveling <laughs> probably drives a guy like, like him just absolutely crazy i'd have to it'd have to i think that he's he's finding ways around it but i'm sure he's he's trying to to stay within the the social distancing practicing and and self-quarantining as much as possible but i, I know it's got to be hard on him 
Okay, and, and it's only because you said it, and I, I want to want to touch on it. What what are your your thoughts on uh, people calling staying at home? You know, avoiding contracting the virus, self quarantining. Because to me, it's like well, that's not really a thing. Like you're you're isolating yourself, right? You're you're trying to limit your your exposure risk and, and probability. Quarantine is like, nah, you got it. You're sick. We're we're locking like locking you in the door, locking the yeah. door behind us, whatever. But like anywhere you see on on like. Twitter, or whatever they're like, quarantine day seven. Like you haven't been quarantined. You're no, no sick. quarantine. That that word's typically reserved for the someone who has the disease, and they are quarantined whatever from disease, the rest right? of society. Yeah, to to keep the rest of society from getting it. So really, it's voluntary isolation or something, or uh, voluntary withdrawal from society, or I just I quit society for a while. Unless, Which is a lot, a lot harder on people than others. I was gonna say, and, and, unless you're you're some of those those students that were on spring break, or whatever, that were interviewed, they're like, "Hell no, nah, man, I'm in Miami. Like we've been talking about going to Miami for years. We're here. We're if I get Corona, I get Corona. It's like, no, nah, man, that's like, it's not about you, bro. <laughs> again, like, if you get sick and it doesn't, you know, affect or doesn't impact the younger generations as severely as does the older generations like okay so like you're not going to be that sick you could still pass it on to somebody that it could devastate them it could kill them <laughs> anyways yeah you you, you said the, the the quarantine word is like oh man I, I gotta ask no that's good i've it's it's worth bringing up because it's it's just what everyone's saying now and so i catch myself saying it too but no there's it is not a quarantine if you Unless are you're perfectly sick. healthy yeah the other thing I, I, I think we need to talk about, to talk about is the really great content, especially on, on Twitter, of people talking about working from home and their experiences with that. Um, one, I think this is doing tremendous business for Zoom. <laughs> I, I, I'd I imagine think, so. I think Zoom is the most... Um, most referenced in all, all these tweets, but the thing that cracks me up is like the life lessons learned about working from home, especially if you have somebody else in the house, like you need to give fair warning to whoever else in the house. They don't walk past your, your monitor, butt naked going from the <laughs> shower to pick up a towel or that they know that you're on a conference call and not screaming out something inappropriate or you don't have a kid screaming or it's, it's really, really funny content. Um, it's just something that like, you never really think about like when, when I work from home one, I'm, I'm hardly ever on, on the phone until the past couple of weeks and I'm hardly ever on video, but like I've had to think about that. It's like, okay, we need to make sure that like if Grayson's awake and I'm on the call that he's occupied, he's not to come in the room screaming, um, that, you know, if, if I'm on a call that Samantha's not asking me about like what we need to go get at the grocery store or whatever, which you can't sure, do anyway. Yeah. Like, we, 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 we ordered groceries tonight and I, I say that loosely because 90% of the stuff that we would have wanted to get was out of stock or like the search on the 
on the app was just like, there are no results for that. Like hand sanitizer, it was funny. I, I searched it knowing it was going to be out of stock. It came up with like travel um, non-scented wipes, but it was like, like a travel pack. And that was the only thing that came up for a search of hand sanitizer was wipes. Well, it gets you through, you know, half a day. <laughs> Maybe. Um, toilet paper was the same way. Like, it had zero results on the page. Um, anyways, I I, I want to be a little more f- focused on, like, every every couple of seconds going off on some kind of tangent about what life is like today. Um, I do want to go back and touch on w- one more thing. Uh, in regards to content over on Staking the Plains, Seth is looking at doing, like, a Get to Know You series um, with the basketball staff probably something that would have been held off for later in the spring or the summer, but he's went ahead, he went, went ahead and started that up. First up was Liz Cope. It's the executive assistant or I don't, I don't remember her exact title. She's worked with beard um, for his tenure here and was here with Tubby Smith. She was retained and the, the, the coaching staff change. So we'll have more staff members to get to know uh, through that. And then there's a little bit of news that came out what was this, late last week that Gonzaga and Texas Tech will face off in December um, in 2020 and then have a return game in the Dallas area in 2021. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as long as as long as everything returns back to as close to normal as we can. I, I think a lot of things will be different once we get on the other side of this, but maybe and hopefully sports will still be around in basically the same format that we're accustomed to seeing it. Uh, I I don't want to get off on tangents either, but I wonder if the NBA will actually experiment with changing their season. I know at some point they kind of talked about uh, starting, I think they had talked about starting around Christmas and then just shortening the season. Uh, I know that at some point they were talking about some different things, but I don't know if, if everything's going to look the same or not, but man, that's a that's a great matchup, and it's, it's they're both in neutral neutral locations. Obviously, there'd be a lot of Red Raider fans in DFW, and you know I wouldn't be surprised if there's a lot uh, at the first game too. So yeah, let's get some get some. Um, I like the the consistency that Beard has had in scheduling, you know, a Duke or Louisville or now, you know, Gonzaga for two years, some really good blue blood basketball teams to, to face in the non-con. And it's, those games have not disappointed so far. I mean, obviously Tech didn't win against Duke, but with Zion, they, uh, they definitely held their own. And I was not expecting that at that time of the year, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um, so yeah, like it's it's so strange to to be at the end of the basketball season because there's not really anything to talk about. Like we hit the last time that we were on the podcast, Tech had already played the last game, um, and and we did a review on that. We were looking ahead to the the Texas game, and um, we had some thoughts that you know like. Texas Tech would need to to win probably a game or maybe two in the Big 12 tournament to secure their NCAA bid, um, which would have been that Sunday. But 
You know, yeah, and Texas is they were on the rise at that point. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it would have meant a lot more than you thought it would to get a win against Texas in that tournament. And I think that game was going to be pretty important and probably a pretty good game and one that I really hate that we didn't get to see. But understand why we didn't get to see it. It's just I can still I could still feel a little bit of uh, a little bit of hole in my chest for not getting to watch some of this this stuff that we missed and. I mean, not to jump ahead too much, but I can't, I can't even fathom how the true hardcore baseball fans feel, especially our our friend Keith and you too, Spencer. I know you're a huge baseball fan, and seeing that season and that promising of a team with the best, I think the best record they've ever had through that many games. Is that right? It was either the best record or one of the best. I know when I, I looked it up. Uh, Kyle posed a question about what their best start was. And I, I went back just a few years and they, I think had at least matched the, I'm, I'm going to mess up the year, but it was, um, a couple of years ago, um, when they started like 16 and three and I think tech was at 16 or 17 and three when the season was, was ended here couple weeks ago so yeah it was at least one of at least one of the best starts this season um you know getting ready to to host west virginia for a weekend series which we'll talk about that in a second but yeah it's just one like the end of the basketball season it feels a whole lot different than the end of the baseball season because you were at the end of this season um there was still some question about whether there was going to be any postseason play for texas tech i i would assume that they they would have made a tournament, um, prob- yes, probably I, the NCAA, but it's possible they it could have fallen the NIT. That's yeah. But th- this kind of feels like like your last. And I don't. It's not really a great comparison, but like you're like five and six in in a football season, and you're going into that last game needing to win, and that game is canceled. Like I I don't know what we would have done. <laughs> Like, had we won that game, we would have been bowl eligible and probably gone gone to a bowl game. Um, without it, obviously, we're we're at home now. It's like the the season came to an abrupt halt or end, kind of like missing a bowl game. But more strangely, because it was not in your control. Yeah, completely out of your control, and I just i I wanted to touch a little bit on how other athletes must have felt too. I mean, we we lost track, we lost golf, yeah. uh, tennis. Uh, you know, the track team was poised to probably make another national title run. Or, you know. I see what you did there. Another, another national title, you know, maybe run. back-to-back. The track team making a run? <laughs> yeah, they're not going to make a jog to the national title. They're going to they're gonna run. I, I, Another I hurdle to, to cross. I had to make sure that everybody understood the the joke that was there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, they they had to pass the baton to the next team. Anyway, they <laughs> just a, just a lot of stuff got cut short. And I especially just want to recognize just briefly the high school kids. Uh, you know, imagine not having a graduation. Mm-hmm. Imagine not finishing your basketball season, your track season your baseball or softball season as a high schooler, that's just got to be, I I don't know if it would be as devastating because sometimes high schoolers can take things in stride, but you know, what if you were a kid who was, 
you weren't necessarily recruited by a bunch of D1 schools, but you had one that was really interested in you, and then... And you needed the extra exposure? Yeah, your season got cut short, and you'll always be wondering, what if, you know, if... Man, I could have... I could have scored 15 points a game the last four or five games of the year, and maybe I'd have gotten to go to Tech. Or that's all. That's the only example. That's the only example I'm going to use. <laughs> yeah, I get you. No one else. Who would want to go anywhere else? But anyway, uh, just just the amount of uh, what ifs, and like you know, Kyle's got a great what if mm-hmm. uh, series that he's got on on stake in the plains right now that he was playing on running during the summer too. But it was a, it was a great time to run it now because that's what's going through everyone's heads is just, well, what, what if, you know, Kansas had gotten to compete and would they have won the title? You know, would what Baylor? if tech baseball would have gotten to continue <laughs> Would not only would they have gone to Omaha, would they have won the whole thing? I mean, it's, uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's sad. Speaking of baseball, let's, let's let's go ahead and roll over and speak about the Red Raider baseball team. Left field, well struck, Desloni picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home run. And some time because all the tools are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven from deep to right. Kerstad to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big foul. Cameron Warren's going to murder home from first. From the third is late. And the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. Not this season. Not packing yeah. for Omaha this season. Um, yeah, as, as, as we mentioned, the baseball season was was halted uh, right before we were set to host West Virginia. Well, I think it was, it was postponed first. They were looking at um, how the schedule may be adjusted to kind of fit around, you know, doing what's best to help control the spread of, of the virus. But ultimately, the Big Twelve said, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're going to cancel the remainder of the all of our spring sports. Baseball, obviously, a part of that. Um, one thing I, I wanted to touch on, uh, it was actually in that, that audio clip, um, that home run from Cameron Warren was actually listed among the College World Series' longest-tracked home runs. Um, it made the list with a handful of other ones at 421 feet. That's smoking. Yeah, and that was the one that landed in that dude's beer cup, which was just still a fantastic way to catch that. I just that that image is just ingrained where he just he catches he it, catches it, and then raises it in there, and he's got that powder blue Brooklyn Dodgers jersey. I think so, and, and then he chugs it. <laughs> it's just it's, it's beautiful. It baseball, is. It's baseball, and and we're gonna miss it because it's not like postponed. Um, it's done. You mentioned Texas Tech was off to a really good start. One of the best that they had um, 
that they had had. Um, and came to an end two weeks ago. Uh, baseball finishes, if the page will load, 16-3 and three on the year. Unfortunately, lost their last two games. That was against Mississippi State. On the road, they were a top-10 team. Lost 3-2. to two. I'm sorry, three to six and three to two, yeah. And then we're set to host, you know, um, West Virginia Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, yeah, this one it's just this one stings because you weren't like you weren't done with your season. You were barely starting, right? You're 19 games into a could be a 60, 55 game season. It's about a third of the way in. Um, before you got any any conference play, any like you know, what I would say considerable or significant competition. I mean, you, you did play Mississippi State and you did play that tournament uh, in Round Rock and you did play Florida State. Um, but playing through Big Twelve baseball, like that, that would have been a slugfest, and you know you you had um. West Virginia has always been pretty good. Uh, Oklahoma State has been really good. Um, those those series have always been really entertaining. Uh, obviously, the, the Super Regional back in Lubbock. Oklahoma was was, was highly ranked. Um, Want to see how Texas would have been coming back this season after disappointing last year. And then you would have ended your season at TCU. TCU has been phenomenal baseball team you just you scroll through the the um the schedule and it's got like box scores all these links until you get to west virginia just says canceled and it's like copied all the way down yeah they there wasn't even a chance to for me for someone who doesn't i I didn't subscribe to texas tech tv just because i i knew i wasn't gonna be able to watch very many of those games but I mean, I I barely got to watch them at all this year. I mean, they still they played 19 games, but I think I saw two of them. I, I listened to as many as I could, but it, it's it's not the same, you know. No. Uh, we're we're spoiled to getting to watch our Red Raiders just about whenever we want. So uh, I kept you know I kept telling myself, oh well, you know, when Big 12 play comes around, I'll get to see them more, and I'll I'll watch a lot more baseball, and that didn't happen. If you haven't, and yet, I wanted to go to a game that didn't happen. Yeah, we, we so we have uh, season tickets in our office, uh, and you know some of that was part of our marketing promotion buys that we had through Learfield. Um, and you know we had passed out a handful of those tickets. I, I had a handful on my desk for games I was going to go to. I was going to go to the Saturday game versus West Virginia, uh, probably the Friday game against Oklahoma. I had some friends that asked me for, for tickets. Like, you know, I've got I've got books of tickets that are no longer worth anything. Do you want them? <laughs> um, but yeah, if you if you haven't yet, go ahead and cancel that subscription to ESPN Plus. Um, you know, if, if you're gonna hang on to it for the two baseball seasons, uh, Kansas and Baylor, that's not happening. Nothing else is going on. Cancel all those streaming services. I mean, I guess I can go on to Texas Tech TV and cancel my my, my service. Which I think I already did, actually. But ESPN Plus on the chopping block. Go ahead and axe that one. Um, 
So the, I I even considered canceling Hulu Live because that was the main reason we had Hulu Live was to watch live sports. So uh, I'm not now. sure. There's a bunch of replays. Yeah. Which you know, if you're interested in that, I'm sure you can find that kind of stuff on YouTube too. Um so the one thing that we talked about with basketball but I think is more applicable to the spring sports is that the NCAA is considering uh having at least some of the players from this season retain the eligibility from this season. And I think the the main question is, is it for seniors or is it going to be for everybody? Do, do they get to keep this year? Um, obviously if you grant any kind of eligibility waiver for that, that sort of thing, you'd have to lift or adjust the, the scholarship and the roster limits on baseball. The, the scholarship one is obviously super restrictive at 11.7 full scholarships that are spread around to the 35 players in the team. Um, you know, that would have to be evaluated and adjusted. Do, do you go up to a certain number of scholarships? Do you, do you say, no, you, you keep the scholarship number where it's at. Do you change the roster limit or does that stay the same? Or do, you know, do the seniors get eligibility? Does everybody it's one, um, I'm seeing a lot of people that follow baseball, college baseball specifically, really closely on Twitter saying um, the NCAA does not have a great track record on making the best decision for the athletes. <laughs> and obviously when you say the best decision for the athletes, that, that, that carries a lot, a lot of judgment, right? Is it, you know, is it fair um, just to say, you know, everybody gets the year back? Is it fair to say nobody gets the year back? Is it fair that only only the seniors get get the year back? Um, and I, I don't I don't really have a, a firm stance on that right now. I, I I think it would be from an entertainment standpoint. From like I'm I'm fans of these guys for the the players at Texas Tech. I'd like to see them compete, come back another year, uh, have that option made available to them. Um, you know, like John McMillan and Brian Klein, that they they just don't lose this last little bit of their prep for the MLB draft. Um, you know, last 40 games essentially of their, their tryouts before they, they start getting ready. I don't know. I, I don't really have a, a firm stance. I haven't talked to Keith yet. Keith has been swamped in his own world with, with, with work and all the stuff he does for one of the school districts here in town. Um, uh, you know, he's instrumental in making sure that, their students are, are fed while they're out of school. So if you're looking for baseball content on staking the planes, you're not going to find it because he's, he's tied up elsewhere. But well, you know, I, I haven't had an opportunity to, to say, Hey, what, like, what are, you, what are your thoughts on, on the eligibility considerations? Like, sh- should it be for everybody? Should it be for nobody? How does the roster get changed? How does a guy like Tim Tadlock manage that? Cause he, he's been pretty good at, at, at managing rosters too, a lot like Chris Beard. The it's it's a little more ruthless in baseball though, because I I think you can carry a, a larger roster through the the fall, and then right up until before the season starts. I, I I think they have to cut like before like the week of the season. I think Tech went from thirty seven to thirty five. So these are guys that are on campus that couldn't really do anything else. I mean I'm that they probably could drop down to junior college and, and, and transfer in the middle of the season. But that, that's, 
that's risky. Um, obviously, that option's off the table because nobody's playing. So it, it would have been interesting to see, you know, how Tadlock would handle that. But again, like he's one of those guys where just like he's a grinder. He's somebody that doesn't like to sit still and his season was cut off a third of the way through a really promising season that, you know, could have ended with a national title hunt. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think that was kind of the, I don't know if it was the expectation, but it was definitely in the realm of possibilities. I think once you start talking about who and who aren't eligible, you also have to consider the incoming guys. You know, uh, all of a sudden, if this if this entire roster can remain the exact same, th- these freshmen, th- these kids coming in from high school who are already disadvantaged because they didn't get to play a full season either, are they going to find a spot on the team? I mean, are, are is any are, are very many freshmen going to find a spot on the team? And that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to or they should be given that just because they're freshmen. But there's some there's some great guys out there. You know, you wouldn't want to miss out on a Jay Young or something like that. That's a, a true freshman who can play right out the gate because and, and then you also wouldn't want to cut your senior. Yeah. Like, you know, it's your, like... your senior who's on his fifth year of eligibility now that you wouldn't necessarily want to cut him because you've hang on to him so long. And he's obviously a good player too. So it's, it's a, it, it brings in an interesting juggling match that you would have to pursue with a really young uh, promising prospects and and you know kind of the older guys who have proven that they that they want to be on the team and maybe these guys have changed positions and they figured stuff out in different parts of their game or there's someone like Mac who's just who just came in as nails all year this year uh, I, I just I, I wonder what that what that does to the coaches who have to think about that so we, back to what you said initially there's no great way to address it. It has to be addressed, but it's not going to be fair for everyone. And even though the NCAA, like you said, has a track record of not necessarily doing the best thing for the athlete, although they they claim they're really trying hard, you mm-hmm. guys, but they will have to, they, there will be a fraction of, of athletes and fans that will be upset with whatever decision they make, and, and probably justifiably so, but it's it's going to be an interesting dynamic if they let everybody just come back. Okay, then these these freshmen are is going to be cutthroat for these guys coming in and out of high school to try to make a roster. Yeah, I mean th- this decision will will carry weight, um, you know, on rosters and, and programs around the country for the next four to five years. You know, for yeah. the, the the incoming freshmen now, like if if they don't have the opportunity that they that they would otherwise have had to to play for four or five years, um, and then even beyond that, if we're talking about like, you know, like the ripple effect of freshmen that are coming in that would have to compete, um, and just like the downstream effects of that, like it it could last a lot longer than five years that teams are either really stacked or really wanting in terms of talent. Like you you could really, you know, go one of two ways on that. Um, That there was an interesting solution kind of pose on on Twitter. And it's like, I'm 
I don't know how logistically it would work out, but they said basically to pick up the season where it was in the fall and to say, okay, we're going to, we're going to play the, we're going to play baseball. Um, you know, Texas tech will, will host West Virginia, uh, in, in a weekend over the fall. Um, and say everybody on on the team would be eligible then. Uh, any incoming freshman that would have joined your team would not be eligible to play on the team to finish out the 2020 season. Um, but then you got to think about like, well, okay, so the MLB draft is typically in the middle of like the Super Regionals, early June. Um, if 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 they're not playing, you know, if if the draft stays in June players like John McMillan and Brian Klein or draft eligible players across the country will no longer be on rosters in the fall. They'll be, you know, riding a bus in minor leagues or yeah, going up through the farm system. So like, it's not, it's not an easy thing to, to, to fix when you have a, a, a season just ended right in the middle of it. Um, and probably the, I mean, the easiest thing, at least logistically to say, you know, sorry about you. Like we're going to, we're going to turn towards the 2021 season. The seniors are done. Good luck in the draft. Um, you know, it's probably the easiest thing to do. Like I said, logistically, probably not a really easy decision to come to say, you know, Hey, we're going to as, as great as all you guys were. And as great as as the season could have been, we're, we're done with that. We're going to look ahead. I'm glad I'm not a part of that decision making. I can sit back and just criticize those that are and the results <laughs> sure. they come up with and say, no, man, that's stupid. That's not, that's that, that doesn't work. Um, because it's to your point, it's you're in a no win situation. No matter what you come up with, people are going to be upset. There will people that will be affected long-term professionally, um, and personally through, through all this, that, it's really strange to say, like you just you pause the season, but it has all these long-term ripple effects that could be felt for years. Yeah, it could. And even if if they were to try to pick it up back in the fall, the logistics become a concern. Right, because then, then you have you've to got to deal you... with all the football travel. You've got to deal with the weather. I mean, sure, Lubbock, Texas is pretty nice in October and most of November, but. Big Ten schools don't think so. That's that, not a great time to play baseball. That's why a lot of them play road games in the early season to get away from their right. not you know less than ideal weather. Um, and that's for, for you know spring. I, I, it wouldn't be all that much different late fall. It, yeah, it's it's just one of those things. Like you know, we haven't heard a decision or where where it may be heading, but um. Just so many things to be tracked, I guess. Like while there aren't games going on, I guess there's still a lot of conversations to be had, and um, not really a lot of updates. Here's what I think they should do. I have oh, I have a plan. Let's hear it. The whole month of August, the Big Twelve picks a city, and they just they they find baseball stadiums throughout that whole city you know, Dallas, Oklahoma City, whatever. And they play all the Big 12 games. Dallas in August is brutal. They play Major League Baseball in August. 
that they do. And, you know, to, to, to my point, the major league baseball that will be played in Dallas in August will be indoors. As of this, maybe. Yeah, I mean, assuming <laughs> the season starts. It. Um, yeah, it's, it's... Technically, as of April, it would have started, yeah. Yeah. All right, last thing, I, I guess, just because it, it's on our, our notes and we always bring it up, Little League... Um, I had one more practice after our last recordings on that Thursday night. Um, we had kind of gotten like inklings that, you know, maybe, maybe little league baseball is not going to be happening. Uh, or, you know, we're going to, we're going to be, we're going to feel some of the same effects that we're seeing across the country and the professional leagues. Um, we practiced Thursday until seven o'clock packed up, got in the car, got a notification from the team, the league president at like seven fifteen all activities have been postponed. It's like, we just finished a, a practice. And I, I just handed out our, our, our schedules and our team jerseys and all that kind of stuff because we got our schedule that day and going into spring break, we were going to be the first game coming up. It would have been this, it would have been last night. Our first game would have been last night and we would have been the first team to play a game in this league. So I had to get out the schedules and the uniforms. Um, so that was canceled. And then like temporarily for a couple days last week, they, they kind of like said, Hey, we're going to lift the, uh, the restriction. Like you guys can still have team activities and practice. We're, we're looking at restarting the league basically where we left off. Uh, it would have been this Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. And they said the first week of games will reschedule the end of the season. And that was their plan for, I think a solid 48 hours. <laughs> And they were like, you know oh, what, man. you know, we're, we're going to cancel it again. So like I had, I had to go through and like text and email all my parents say, Hey, we're back on. We're, we're, we're scheduled to be having a practice, you know, Tuesdays and Thursdays over spring break. If you, if you can make it, obviously, you know, it's spring break we're traveling. If you don't feel comfortable, it's fine. Um, but I was like, also we were one of the teams that got our jerseys before the printer was done with them. Cause they had to get it to us so we can get ready for games. Like they had, they didn't put our team sponsor logo and stuff on the shirt. So it's like, I hate to do this, but I need to collect all the jerseys back from you. And then two days later, like, nope, we're going to hold off again. So it's like, dang it. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> don't bring me your jerseys until we know for sure. But then I got like from the printer, the same printer, we ordered like parents, t-shirts and kids, hoodies and all that kind of stuff. It's in a big box on my dining room table that like, Hey kids, guess what? Uh, it's no longer winter. We may not have a season, but I've got all your stuff. Come get your shirts. Maybe get your shirts, if you want to. Well, you, you may have to work out like a some sort of social distancing drop-off method. Just like, hey, tell me when you're coming, and I'll put it in a bag on the porch. <laughs> no, that's too easy. You, you got to make it much more difficult. Like, okay. If it's the Smith family, flash your headlights three times. Then I will bring you the correct shirt. Yeah. Anyway, it's 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 a mess, and I I don't even I don't, I don't think we're gonna have the league baseball. They said they're they're gonna they're gonna keep looking at schedules to play you know throughout the summer and into the fall if we had to. It's like I I don't know what's gonna happen if that's gonna happen. Along with everything else, sports is just kind of like, eh. Well, yeah. 
sport. I, I, you realize it's it was sports, but then it's like it's everything. It was all events and venues and all that kind of stuff got shut down. Yeah. You realize at the same point, in the scheme of things, and I don't mean to say this. Uh, uh, here we go. It doesn't matter. Let me finish. Right? <laughs> yeah, in the scheme of things, sports is pretty significant. But at the same time, you realize how significant it is to a certain group of people. You know, people like us as fans or obviously the athletes, their families. Um, you know, you, you, you begin to realize that, okay, sure, if, if we're going to choose – you know, trying not to have half a million people die from this virus, or we get to watch basketball, then okay, we'll we'll, we'll choose the former instead of the latter. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that you just—it's—it's it's such a significant part of your life that you realize in the scheme of global health and prosperity, maybe it's not. But that doesn't—that doesn't mean it's harder. I mean, it's easy to deal with. No one is enjoying this um no and, and, and no and, one's no one's over there going haha you sports jocks have to sit you know well there's probably someone on twitter some guess is probably saying that oh, sports ball's canceled <laughs> look at you guys yeah. oh sports ball sports yeah. good no but like you know the downstream effects of that like economically like you you lose on all that travel and tourism business um the people that go to games and the tournaments and the local economies around those games that are su- supported or sustained through the professional or minor league or collegiate sports teams. And I, I think we're starting to see that now with, with while the, um, the extended travel restrictions or recommendations to, to stay home as much as you can, like local businesses or like, Hey, you know, you know, we, we don't know how to, how to continue to have our doors stay open if people aren't coming into our shop, if they aren't ordering food or if they're not sitting down at the, at, you know, at the table. And I know, I know a lot of local restaurants are, are offering, uh, to go and curbside uh, service, but it, that's still just a, it's a small portion of what they could have been making had the doors stayed open, assuming that there wasn't any kind of global pandemic currently. Sure, yeah, and, you know, the curbside, yeah, it's great that they're still open. We're trying to do curbside at least a couple times a week to try to help out a little bit, but you know they had to cut staff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't need hostesses for curbside. You don't need as many wait staff for curbside. It's, and there's, there's, a, there's only so many of those people that you can kind of re repurpose and say, okay, you're going to help us make deliveries and you're going to help us in the kitchen and prep. And yeah. there's only so many people, like, like I said, that, that I can be moved before you're like, we're, we're actually full staff for what we need to do. Right. And it's, and they're still probably barely making enough money to pay those people. If they even are doing that. I mean, yeah, it's, sure. it's, it's just tough. It's, it's tough for everybody with small businesses and or just, Anyone working at a kind of, I don't want to say volatile business, but a business that is affected a lot more than uh, some of the others, you know? Yeah. My, my brother-in-law is an insurance adjuster for one of the bigger companies. Um, and he, he had this to say about lo- 
about local businesses and the, the effects of being shut down. Um, it was more in context of a storm. And he said, because I, I, that's a lot of what his experience is that he'll go out and, and look at these businesses and help them figure out what kind of claim that they can make. He said something like, um, I'm going to mess it up. I, I think it was 40% of businesses that are shut down because of a storm will never reopen their doors. Wow. And these are, these are businesses that have the insurance and, and, and are having like have an insured loss. And he said something like another 30% of the ones that do open after the storm or closure will close again within the first year after the storm. So it's like, that's, that's a significant portion of local businesses that are shut down because of an insured loss. And currently right now, you know, stay at home orders and all that kind of stuff and non-essential businesses being asked to close their doors is not an insured loss. No. And, and a lot of what the government is offering is in the form of tax incentives. So sure, there's a chance that could help out your small business, but maybe not till 2022 if you're still afloat then. If you're even filing a tax return for the <laughs> calendar year of 2021 or something, I, it's it's just kind of like a promise out in the ether. Oh, no, there'll be tax incentives. You guys will be covered. Yeah, but when? So, I mean, that's that's something that our company has kind of had to wrestle with a little bit, too. It's just as long as we're able to continue working and, and be billable, then we should be okay, but there is a a slim chance that if uh, if that for some reason gets cut off, then we're going to have to rethink a lot of things and possibly be looking at a completely different scenario. But yeah, just the the only guaranteed thing that companies are getting right now are taxes that may or may not show up at some point. Yeah. All right, Unless let's... you're a huge company, then you're just going to get a blank check bailout. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, in my s scenario, like in, in healthcare, we're not, we're not ever going to sh shut down in the, in the face of a pandemic, right. Unless we're just decimated staff wise. Um, so there, there's some comfort and stability there that like this thing is making people sick, meaning that they're going to be needing our services that's only true for a very small number of companies <laughs> like this is hurting magnitudes more than it is helping. And I, I say helping it, that it's kind of, it makes me cringe to think like our business deals with people being sick and unwell. Um, like we do better when there are people to take care of meaning that there are sick people but like large numbers of sick people hurts a whole lot more than it helps. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things for sure. And it, it overloads your staff and your facilities. And I mean, you're working over weekends too. I mean, it's just sure there's a job, but it's, it's hard on everybody. You know, it's hard yeah. on the people working for sure. So 
if you don't remember, this is a sports podcast and we are diving into very deep things, but it's, it's kind of our, our state right now. Like it's, it's, it's hard to discuss any one of these topics, at least our, our first episode back recording after all this stuff kind of hit the fan without kind of looking at like just how uncertain everything is. But let's, um, let's wrap up at least our text tech sports and talk football for just a couple of minutes and then get to some of your questions and what we learned. They go four up top. They throw the fade to Fasher. Caught. Touchdown. With time. Delivered. Picked off. Demarcus Fields down the sideline. Touchdown. Red Raiders. 97 yards. Harrell back to throw. Going deep down the sideline for Robert Johnson. And oh, he's my. got it. Touchdown. Oh. Robert Johnson, touchdown, Red Raider. Take a shot to the end zone. It's a touchdown to Reginald Davis. All day to throw. Over the top, Jakeem Grant. Touchdown, Texas Tech. Second down now. Deep strike. Got the big man. Country pulls free. And touchdown, Red Raiders. With a second to go. The scoring begin. All right, let's wrap up and talk about football really quickly. Um, college football, at least, was the last one to suspend their activities. I think that was relatively recently. Uh, I think it was over spring break, even uh, this past week, that they said, "You know, we're gonna we're gonna reevaluate this thing as as we as we go through the spring and the summer, and look to get back into spring or fall camp." When we can, um, but that the, the, the shutdown kind of happened over spring break. And it was a planned break for the, the Texas Tech football team. And Matt Wells said, you know, we were, we're, we're already planning to be off right now, but we kind of need to figure out what we're going to do next week or the week after. I know a lot of schools, um, you know, elementary on up to university, one extended their spring break a week um, and then started online only um curriculum and I know that Texas Tech was trying to get all the students moved out of the dorms and back home over the past couple of weeks which is just crazy to, to think about like you're on spring break and get this letter from Dr. Skubinick hey when you come back we need you to pack up your room and, and just go right back home yeah yeah just just come back enough <laughs> just to, uh, back to pack go up. right back yeah um, but Seth is still trying to hook everybody up with some Staking the Plains content. He is going through position previews. Um, you know, we weren't getting a whole lot of content out of the media availabilities from spring practice so far, but looking at some moves um, position-wise and where, where guys in the roster would, would, would line up. Um, currently, he's got two published, one for the secondary, defensive secondary, and then one for the defensive line, so... There is football content out there to have, to be had. Um, it's just slim pickings because we weren't already. We weren't getting a lot of information from spring camp, um, and now there isn't any. So, yeah, it was very hush hush for whatever reason this this off season. Yeah, um, you got any anything to add on? 
football, Michael? I don't really have a whole lot to. Not, not really on tech football. The, the thing I did want to add is, I unironically want Coach Ordron to read any and all public health statements for the entire United States. No. Did you did you happen to catch any of this stuff? Because he did a he did a video for the state of Louisiana. That was a recorded video. He actually ran a press conference uh, for the state of Louisiana. I think the governor was behind him, but Coach O was at the podium. He was fantastic. You've seen the guy. He commands a room. He commands your attention. Coach O tells me to do something. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. You mean to stay home, Coach? You got it. So, I don't know. That was something I kind of enjoyed from all this craziness is getting to see him kind of take a take a public role and, and run with it. And people legit were going, yeah, listen to this guy. He's, he knows what he's saying. Um, I know Saban came out with something today, but I didn't actually watch I, I kind of have trouble watching Saban. He doesn't come across as genuine. Whereas no, Coach no O is, is probably the most genuine person you can think of off the top of your head. Um, so anyway, I, I just didn't want to compare those two. So I just thought, well, I'll just stick with Coach O in my head. But and I, I just really enjoyed that aspect of his kind of public service to the state of Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, if if only we had a, an entertaining coach to give our weekly or daily press conference updates, like Coach O. Go Tigers. Oh, that was good. <laughs> um, all right, let's um let's let's do going yard first, everybody's favorite segment, which of course we're back. We're we're, we're back in the swing of the growing season here, South Plains, right? Yeah, it's happening. Your 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 yard's green, right, Michael? It's green. It's growing. It's getting there. It's Are you mowing? The green is peeking through. Have you mowed yet? Do what? Have you mowed yet? No, I have not mowed. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay, so I've mowed three times, and I love it. Um, Gross. The, the backyard, man, it is like, it's rocking and rolling. It looks great already. Um, front yard, again, I, I'm, I'm going to blame it on the, on the freeze we had right around Halloween. It was like maybe a day or two after I cut it the last time, and it like really stunted the growth. So it's it's struggling to come back. Uh, I did put some fertilizer down a couple of days ago, a mode. So I'm trying to get it all kicking back up and green. Um, it's looking good, man. I love it. It's it's also been a time to like. I need 45 minutes with just my own thoughts, right? I didn't get away from yeah, dealing that, that with all the work of uh, coronavirus as a hospital employee. Let's let's this. I need to go mow. So um, it's been nice as, as, as a little escape to get out of it um, or to, to get away. Um, I do truly miss that part of it because that was one of my favorite times to plug in a podcast and then just mow and edge and all that stuff mindlessly for almost two hours, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't have a large yard, so it doesn't take me two hours. And you know, I wish it was larger, but that's what she said. 
There you go. There we go. Get to it. Um, yeah, with that, I think we'll, we'll just roll right into your questions uh, and then wrap up with what we learned. Now, are these really the questions that I was called here to answer? Who's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I'm Ron Burgundy. Damn it. Who typed a question mark on the teleprompter? You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, so I think the the one that we got that we're going to go with tonight, um, somebody asked for our recommendations on Netflix. With a lot of people staying home, um, spending more time in front of the TV, Cooper Burnett asks for our Netflix suggestions. Michael, I'll let you start off, and then I'll kind of fill in any gaps that you may have. Sure. Uh, since, since luckily Cooper specifically asked for Netflix, this is actually going to be shorter, believe it or not. Um, but what I did was I went through and kind of skimmed through the ones that they said, hey, watch again. And so these are things that I've actually watched, not just like stuff that I've I've heard is good. So I'm just going to spout them off real quick. Um, Sherlock. You haven't seen Sherlock? It's a great show, BBC show. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes. It's set in modern day time. Uh, I forget how many episodes there are, but the the seasons are only two or three episodes, and they're an hour, hour and a half. So you can churn through those, and they're super ridiculous. Uh, the Vietnam War that excellent Kim Burns doc is on Netflix. Of course, Mad Men on Netflix. Or High Water. Moon, great Sam Rockwell movie. Oddly enough, about isolation. Very good movie. Fun little sci-fi. Uh, Snowpiercer is a wild one, kind of a doomsday scenario movie. That's a good one. Uh, I've really been into John Mulaney's comedy, and all his stand-up specials are on Netflix. And then I believe all the Indiana Jones movies are on Netflix. And I've watched. Ford versus Ferrari in the theater. So I've been trying to consume everything I can about Ford and Lamont and all that kind of stuff. So there's a Shelby American doc that I think you'll really like, along with um, the Chef Show. John Favreau is excellent. If you love cooking, it's it's just a really fun show. Every show is a little different. Uh, and then of course, Marco's Mexico. I've only seen the first season. So that's the one I haven't seen everything. But then there's just Breaking Bad everything. That would be my final and probably biggest recommendation. If you haven't gone down that road, go for it. Every single episode of Breaking Bad is on there. El Camino, which is a direct sequel movie, Breaking Bad, is exclusively on Netflix. And then I think the first four seasons of prequel Better Call Saul is on Netflix. Uh, season 5 just underway. They're probably about four episodes in right now. So those are my recommendations and I will stop talking. Yeah. So specifically on Netflix, we, well, one, we don't watch a lot of Netflix. Uh, what we do though, is we watch the office. We watch a lot of the office. Obviously that's, it's hard to go wrong with that. Um, Ozark is also on Netflix. I, I, I was a fan of that when it was going through. Um, Stranger Things. 
Um, let's see what else. The um, Bob Ross, if you just want something in the background to to relax to, uh, and then looking for actually like checking Netflix and looking for things to, to put on my list. Um, I came across a handful of shows uh, that I would want to, to watch. Um, one of them is called the All American. Uh, it's here, I'll, I'll just read the description. Culture clashes and brewing rivalries test a teen football player from South Los Angeles when he's recruited to the Beverly Hills high school team. Um, Daniel Ezra, Tay Diggs, Samantha Logan are part of that. There's a, a season on there, or, or two seasons, excuse me, started last year. Um, obviously, anything medical-related pandemic, it's actually a... <laughs> a um, a docu-series that aired this year. It's just started. Um, but it says, in this docu-series, meet the heroes on the front lines of the battle against the influenza and learn about their efforts to stop the next global outbreak. It's a little look into what they're doing on the back end to try to contain things like a coronavirus from spreading, getting out of hand. And then something else I, I found really interesting, and I, I may try to get Samantha involved in this too. It's called a hundred humans life's questions answered. It's 100 hearty souls from diverse backgrounds participate in playful experiments, exploring age, sex, happiness, and other aspects of being human. Um, so like the season one, the episode, the first episode is what makes us attractive and then the best age to be alive. We're talking about the 20, 30, forties or fifties. Are you biased pain versus pleasure? How to be happy. So it's a lot about, you know, more on the, on the learning side than just entertainment, but something I, I think I could get pretty involved in watching. Um, Michael, what, what do we learn? Well, I learned that people hoard weird things. Uh, my wife's done. So we've only been to the grocery store I think twice since things got really crazy. And I went one of those times. And I've yet to find a time that's like best in terms of like, they've just stopped or not a lot of people there. It's constant, just madness. And it's also yeah. really strange to walk in and see like just aisles that are nothing but shelves. Yes. This happened to me at the United. I went to look to my office. I left before on a Wednesday last week thinking, okay, well, I'm sure there's going to be people there, but hopefully I'll beat some of the crowd. Oddly enough, they, they had four or five briskets. So I grabbed one. They had probably at least 10 pork butts. So I grabbed one. <laughs> My man. And I, I froze the pork butt and I actually smoked the brisket on Sunday. It turned out pretty good. Not my best, but you know, definitely, definitely good enough for pandemic times. But what, what I found odd, and I guess this one's not that odd, but you know, everyone's heard about toilet paper and all that kind of stuff. But Why, though? Ramen, Why toilet paper? I know. I know. Come on, guys. Quit like, hoarding stuff. Like, all ridiculous. That was like one of the first things to go before we were told, hey, you should probably stay home as much as you can. Yeah. And it was just to get people to quit buying toilet paper. That was why they issued the stay-at-home stuff. But anyway, no, uh, the, the ramen was completely gone, which yeah. you, know, you can kind of expect that. But the thing I found odd, there was this one pasta 
uh, we wanted to make that needed canola oil. And pasta salad, of course, wasn't there because a bunch of the pasta stuff was All gone All the anyway. pasta has gone, yeah. But I went, I, just, I, went, I was at the canola aisle first, and it was completely sold out. I mean, shelves and shelves. Are these people, what are they doing? Are they having catfish fries? Do, do, do they need to invite us over and, and you know, some squash or, or whatever they're doing? Someone out there is buying everything. Because right next to it, you could you could pick any olive oil you want. But then all of the canola oil was completely gone, and there was like three random bottles of oil. Yeah, it's, it's like all, all of the all the niche specialty stuff, uh, whether it's you know high end food items or whatever, like all that's still there. It's like the the jars or the cans of Campbell's soup and all the ramen and um, flour, the flour like the store brand sliced like lunch meats. Like you, you, yes. you can still go to the deli and get like a pound of sliced meat. And when I was at the store, you could buy large packages of chicken breasts, you know, but basically all the other meat was gone. There wasn't any ground beef. There weren't any. I've looked several times for pork ribs, baby back ribs specifically, because who needs that extra couple inches of cartilage and bones and nonsense, which you can't eat anyways. Oh, and spare ribs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all gone. I, I haven't seen any briskets lately. Uh, I haven't seen any pork butts. It's like all the meat's gone. It's hardly stocked. Um, stuff like Lunchables for kids. The, all those are gone. Yeah. Um, a lot of paper goods, which not, you know, unsurprising. You get stores that are rationing people from buying water. Just like, that's, strange that you're anyways um yeah it's just like it's it's really weird things that like you know you would expect some things to be gone that are fully stocked and some things that should still be there that are completely gone and yeah i, I would not have expected like canola oil like frying oil to be gone <laughs> ramen sure um the canned vegetables probably yeah. but like but fruit and veg fresh fruit and vegetables you have your pick of whatever you want yeah, if you know how to can, then this is your, you, you're just this is your time. Salivating. Yeah, I, I think a lot has to do with a lot of people just aren't prepared to to meal meal plan and prep and cook at home. No, I think you're right, and they're just thinking, "Well, this is what I need to get." Because I read a thing on the internet that they're running out of it, so I'm gonna get some canola oil. Despite the fact that the last time I tried to fry something, I almost burned the house. But I need some canola because they're running out, and I need yeah. a gallon and a half of it. It's it's that like I heard they're almost out. Let me go get some before they're all gone. Then like everybody has that thought, and like that's why random things are are not like the supply chain is not being able not keeping up with those kind of random spikes in demand. Right. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So. Short episode, no sports to talk, hour and a half. That's that's how we do here on the Twenty Three Personnel Podcast. Um, you know, I don't I don't know if we what our recording schedule will look like. We'll probably try to be 
semi-regular. Um, give you something to listen to as you work from home, getting out in the yard, working. Um, we're still here. We'll still have plenty of things to talk about, obviously. But for Michael, I'm Spencer. Thanks again for listening to 23 Personnel Podcast. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.